0: Stiver said. Preacher Yant kicked them to their feet. Spitting blood and water, they swayed toward each other. Preacher Yant scissored them apart with arms that could hold two sacks of flour at full length without trembling. You've got a mighty problem here, Bretnell. It's them that have a mighty problem, Stiver said, and we ain't going to pray about it none at all. He turned to his sons. You've fought your last time on this ranch. March inside now. The beams of the living room of the great adobe house were gray with smoke and age. The fireplace was enormous, and the room was dark with furniture that had tossed in the holds of galleons two centuries before. From here, Bretnell Land ran in four directions. Karen sat in a high-backed chair that once held a Spanish governor. Hornsby sat on a chest that was full of silver plate, which Mrs. Bretnell considered too sinful to use upon a dining table. Stiver stood in the middle of the room, his mouth tight. The hallway to the kitchen was wide. The middle part of it held soft gloom, and it was there Mrs. Breton waited, While in the kitchen, at her back, women worked on a dinner that would bring no joy to anyone except, perhaps, Preacher Yaunt. Bruised and wet, with the blood still seeping from their hurts, Cairns and Hornsby watched their father. The old man's expression was hard and knotted. He looked at his sons from eyes that had seen more violence than they would ever look upon. For the first time there came to Cairns a realization of how hard and dangerous the early years of Stivers' life must have been. "'Men should fight when there is reason for it,' Stivers said. "'You two have been fighting only because you've hated each other since you were two years old. "'That's when you came to us.' "'Cairns and Hornsby stared.' Pritcher Yant was startled too. From the shadowy hall, with her heart in her eyes, Mrs. Bretnall watched the shock break across the faces of two men she had raised from nameless whelps. Hornsby said, "Then we're not." "No, you're not," Stivers said. "Soldiers found you in a camp that had been wiped out by cholera." His voice was harsh, and there was granite in his face. "'Since then you've learned nothing but to hate each other.' "'No, Stivers,' Mrs. Bretnell said, "'and Preacher Yacht murmured from his heavy beard. "'Hate is a terrible word.' "'To them both, Stivers Bretnell said, "'Shut up! You'll never get along together,' "'Stivers told Cairns and Hornsby, "'and my holdings will not be split to suit the hatreds of two childish men.' "'He looked from one to the other of them slowly.' One of you will own everything someday. His arm was like an arrow as he pointed and turned at them. You will leave as I first came here, with everything I owned upon a horse. I had an Apache arrow in my shoulder, but you two would know nothing about such things. In fifteen minutes, I want you gone. Come back, both of you, when you feel you're ready to do so, and I'll judge then which of you can stay. "'Suppose neither of them returns?' Preacher Yacht asked. "'Stivers looked at him bleakly. "'That might be a blessing.' "'Cairns asked, "'How will you judge?' "'You've learned nothing here. "'I'll judge by what you've learned "'and what you've become by going away. "'Now get out.' "'He strode across his room and went into his office. "'A bolt on the heavy door went into the jam with a thump.' That was the only weakness he showed. But the sound of the lock stopped Mrs. Bretonnel when she started swiftly for the door to go in and talk to him in private. She turned away, looking at Cairns and Hornsby. She was a tall woman who had seen her brothers die by Apache lances. The frontier had taken her beauty and turned her hair gray, but it had given her the calm strength that lay in her face. You have brought this on yourselves, she said. She went toward the kitchen. Slumped deep in his chair, Preacher Yacht watched Cairns and Hornsby. When they were ready to go, they led their horses across the yard, not looking at each other. Hornsby took from his saddlebags a pistol Cairns had coveted for a long time. Here, Cairns, you've always wanted this. Maybe it'll bring you luck. He was wistful and boyish as he smiled and held the pistol out. It was hard then for Karen's